Hey, hey, everybody, it's your girl, Planet Tot on deck. And it's your girl, Sam. I am the superhero. And together we are your, your favorite, favorite besties. besties. We are here with you guys, and you guys are here with us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hopefully, all is well. Um, Sam, I am. What we got on deck today? Okay. Excuse me, you guys. I'm getting yarning in already. Okay, so there's a question. It says, my boyfriend isn't affectionate enough. How do I stop feeling like I'm putting more effort into our relationship than he is? Okay. Well, you know what? See, one thing about it is if you're in a relationship with somebody, they're not very affectionate. Um, it could be a, a few different things at play. You know, one, it should always start the conversation. Check in. Hey, how do you feel? Is everything okay? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. How's everything going? Blah, blah, blah. Two, you know, you need to kind of wager if this is something that the person you already, you know, if this is a personality trait that the person, the person already had within them. You know what I mean? Because some people are not raised very affectionate. Like, for instance, I knew a lady who said when she grew up, um, her mother, she was not affectionate at all. She never hugged and kissed her and her brothers. Wow. You know, she just never done it. So when she sees other people be affectionate, like the first time she saw affection up close and personal, like that was when she got in relationships with, you know, the people who she was with, you know, and she said, you know, um, that caused problems in her marriage because her husband or the first husband that she married, he was extremely affectionate because she was so standoffish or whatever else. He thought it was something wrong with him. Like, you know, mm. what, what's up? You know why? Every time I try to come to you and be affectionate, this is a normal thing for mm -hmm. him and for her, it just wasn't normal. Wow. You know, so it begs the question of, you know, if your boyfriend's not overly, if he's not affectionate enough for you, is that even his background? What if he was never affectionate? What if he wasn't raised like that? Mm -hmm. Like, could you really judge him or should that just start with a conversation and be like, look, I'm an affectionate person and I like to give and, recip and reciprocate affection. I think, yeah, absolutely. That's that's true. I think that relationships, every part of a relationship, it has to be room for compromise because you guys have to find a middle ground, right? But here's another uh, flip side of that. Let's say in reality, he's not affectionate like that because he ain't feeling her like that. So, I mean, it could be that something that, too. you know, uh, has, um, you know, a person didn't grow up that's like that or anything like that. that but another too. real thing is... Sometimes people are not affectionate because they're just not feeling you like that. Right. Like, what was that book? He's just not that into you. Right. Okay. Um, you know, so it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It reminds me of like a, a female male talking to each other and, and he barely calls or does the bare minimal for one female, but for the next female, he rolls out the red carpet. Right. So, you know, it could really be a situation to where he really just not feeling her like that. Yeah, that can, that can definitely be a real thing too. And if that's the case, then, I mean, it, it kind of is what it is. You know, but again, it's going to all kind of start, come down to, let's go ahead and have a conversation what it is right now. Look, here's my observation. This is what I've been feeling like. This is what I've been seeing, experiencing with you. And I, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. Right. So the first thing is to give the person an opportunity. If they say, oh, you're tripping, ain't nothing wrong. Then, then you can, you know, it may be time to make an executive decision. Right. Okay. If Especially they, if that's something that's big for you. Yeah. Because some people are really big on affection. Right. If you try to go to somebody and talk about that, and the first thing they try to do is blow you off and try to make you think, oh, it's you, you're crazy. Mm -mm. That's mm -mm. A, that's usually a red nope. flag that it's time to go ahead and try to do something different because this ain't finna work, you know? Um, but, you know, if you come to them and they try to tell you, or, or if they start saying, you know, you know, hey, I was never raised that way, you know? Uh, this is not a personal thing. I just was never raised that. Then it gives you the window of opportunity to open up the door and say, well, you know what, look, what would you willing? What would you be willing to do, or sacrifice, or try, or you know, for the sake of keeping this relationship? How much do you value it? You know, mm -hmm. 
because this means a lot to me mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you know obviously the person who wrote that is a very and you know they want to have affection on some level you know mm-hmm. and if the person's just not offering at all I definitely think it's worth having the conversation before you make any executive decisions just to kind of see where the person is I agree but I'm gonna be real with you guys I also think that a person saying I, I, I didn't grow up that way as a cop out bullshit I'm gonna tell you why I think it's a cop out bullshit you were not raised in a relationship either Okay, a relationship is completely different. You do things in a relationship that you would not do with anybody else. You talk to the person in a relationship in ways that you would not talk to anybody else. It's just completely different. So for a person to kind of use that, to me, it kind of feels like a cop-out bullshit. Because it's like, okay, well, you know, you weren't raised in a relationship either, but we're here now. But here we are. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, true. now but if they're the dealing people... with some kind of trauma I was just gonna say, related about the to touching, said... now that's a different story. Right. Because um, if they're dealing with a trauma related to that, then I think that their spouse needs to respect their space mm-hmm. and respect their boundaries because that is, it should be definitely contingent upon you guys remaining in a healthy relationship. And that could even have to do with, you know, healthy looks like you guys going to counseling together. Okay. Have them talking to a professional um, and to work out, uh, you know, their boundaries, and, right. you know, and stuff like that and, and see if there's any room for growth. And, and everything like that. So, I mean, that's a, a different uh, category, I think. Right. I think that is the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm. But I think outside of that, like I said, feeling like, okay, I didn't grow up like that. I mean, the, the statements like I didn't grow up like that feels like a cop-out to me. If a person is really feeling you, guess what? They're going to show it. And it's just kind of like the same thing with, like, the whole texting and calling. It's 24 damn hours in a day. A person can make, they can take, find 10 seconds to call you or to text you. If they and want if they're to. not doing it, it's best believe it's because they don't want to. Right. Yeah. That's just what it is. If they're not doing it, it's just because they don't want to. It's something that you said that reminded me of something else. Oh, okay. So, um, I, I forgot how this came to what you, exactly what you just said, but it reminded me of a story and this is a real story. It's a, it's, I'll just say a person who I know they were in a relationship with this lady and the lady, well, they were getting to know the lady. They were courting her and the lady had recently, um, I think her baby daddy died or something like that. Mm-hmm. And her baby was like maybe just a few months old or something like that. So the purse, the guy, he was trying to court the lady, mm-hmm. right? And she was crying to him and she was telling him that, you know, oh my God, this is the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. My child's father just died. You know, mm. this is horrible. So she clearly, any, oh, any, tough. it didn't take any genius. It didn't take a rocket scientist to figure she was in no mood and no condition to try to, you know, endure any new relationship or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. But the guy who was telling me the story, he said that he was really into her and he just really, really was, you know, trying to pursue her. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know what? He said he listened to her talk or whatever and he listened to a cry about her baby daddy for I think a week or so he was like you know I feel like two weeks is max and after that she needs to get over it wait what the hell who gives somebody two weeks to grieve to grieve you don't just keep in mind no, I don't even absolutely think, not I think that because he wanted her he didn't even realize or maybe he was blind to the fact that she was not ready she to be in a relationship totally with anyone ready. It's going to take her some time to heal physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. You know what I mean? It's just going to take her some time to really heal and get past that and come to an understanding of what happened and what's going on. So when he said that he was going to give her, you know, a max of two weeks and then by that time she should be all over that and he don't want to hear nothing else about her baby daddy from that point on. It should be just them two moving forward. That's what he said. Yeah, no. Okay? But here's uh-uh. the whole thing. He didn't... It, it's like, when I was talking... When I asked myself, wait, are you freaking serious? Right. That like, was not like, a good do, decision. You, you really... I'm like, you know, that doesn't make any sense. You're really serious about that. 
I was like, you know, because the girl come to find out that before he ever started courting the girl or trying, he, I don't think he was courting. I think this was all in his head. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think she ever looked at him as a love interest. Mm -hmm. She perhaps looked at him as a friend or a confidant or somebody she could probably talk to. I don't think he she probably ever, tried to push his way. Right. I don't think she ever yeah. saw him as a love option. <laughs> Just to be completely honest with you. But um, I think in his head, that's where he was going with it. He wasn't just listening, you know, as, you know, a, a respectable person. He was actually trying to see if there was any way he can advance on this grieving lady. Oh, how sick. You know? And when he told me that, you know, two weeks max and she should just be over it, I was completely disgusted. I was bothered on so many levels. And I had to tell him about herself, too. Mm -hmm. I let him know, you're not cool at all. You're not cool at all. I mean, how would you feel if that grieving lady was your mother right. and your father just passed and you were just a little boy, <laughs> you know? And he told her he's going to give her two weeks to get over that father. Oh, absolutely not. You That's what I'm insane. Saying? That is Grief ridiculous. does not just magically disappear in two weeks because somebody gave you a time limit on it. That's ridiculous, is it not? Yeah, it but is. But his expectation, it reminds, I don't know why it reminds me of that because he should have been mature enough and wise enough to just be her friend. He knew she wasn't ready for a relationship. No, she wasn't what ready, she but needed he was, was a friend. Dead. He should have been that friend to her. You know, he was he mm -hmm. was absolutely serious that he felt like she should be totally over it and ready to move forward with him in a relationship to see what's up. Well, actually, he should have been worried if she was so quick to be 100% over it and could just move on in a relationship with him. Because then his first main question to her should be, are you involved in this killing? Because, <laughs> yes. you know what I'm saying? Because right. how the hell do you just move on and you're fine, you don't want to talk about it, you're over it, and nah. That doesn't ring true to me. Right. Right. You know, uh -uh. right. People grieve for years. Right. Years and years and years. Right. People grief doesn't just magically time. disappear. Even just because a new pe a person enters your life, that will not take the grief away. Right. Okay. Even with you moving or changing jobs, that doesn't take your grief away. Right. But it can help, you know, to focus your mind on other things. But all those things, even combined, will not take your grief away. So that was very selfish of him. Yeah. You know, he was self serving selfish. and put himself first. Hopefully, he prayed about that. And, um, you know, and, you know, we'll approach it, uh, another situation. If he ever encountered another situation like that, hopefully he would approach that differently. Well, yeah. You know what? Because I, I can't say that, you know, that happened so many, that happened years and years and years ago. Um, yeah, this hope that this, that happened actually over 10 years ago. So to be honest with you, he might have already experienced life woes that taught him reasons why that was a horrible thing to think, you know? Mm -hmm. And then not only that, yeah, maybe somebody else felt like that about him in one of his darkest day of the soul moments. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that could have definitely been a real thing, but it just reminded me of this topic. Why? I don't know. So I just thought I'd put that out there. But yeah, if somebody is not, um, affectionate enough, affectionate mm -hmm. enough, it all starts with the conversation. Now, if somebody is trying to trying to force you to be something that you're not mm -hmm. oh, that's yeah. a totally different thing mm -hmm. okay if somebody's trying to tell you every two minutes when you walk down the street you need to hold hands and french kiss mm -hmm. or something yeah. and you know you're just not about that life yeah you need to let them know you hold your own damn hand and kiss yourself because mm -hmm. i'm not gonna I'm, i will not behave that way but you know what on the flip side <laughs> is that a lack, lack of affection uh in public could be a red flag it could be a warning sign because let's for example you guys let's say when you're with your spouse at home or outside the public guy home hotel room wherever you guys call a quiet place between you two and they're all over like a cheap suit completely you know affectionate the whole nine of the whole nine yards you go outside and they walk in a good distance from you like y'all may not be together or you know they're just acting like um their body language says that you guys are platonic you know if something like that that's a red flag 
Okay, let's say you're the one trying to be affectionate, trying to hold hands, they're pulling away from you or walking ahead of you and all that kind of stuff. Pay attention because that's a red flag. Nobody should be doing that. Yeah, that's a big red flag. You don't want to, yeah, anytime somebody, well, if, if people are only affectionate at convenient times or certain times, you got to pay attention to Or outside to that of too. the public eye. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Then that's another red flag. They say, oh, yeah, we can cuddle, we can this and that. It's just as long as no one's looking. Well, right. then again, some people—they believe in TMI. You know, like mm-hmm. if you, if you, if you're doing it, if you're doing, what do you call that? No, PDA. Some right, people some don't people like don't. PDA, public mm-hmm. displays of affection. They don't like to be affectionate in public. Okay, I understand that because I definitely think there's limits and brackets. There's different to where, levels of affection in public. Too. Right. You don't need to go hella far. You know, keep it clean as if keep. I say public um, PDA should be left um, rated. Um, E for everyone. If anybody saw it, it should it shouldn't be too overbearing. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. It should be just yeah. Or PG. There you go. Mm-hmm. It should be something that's just as simple as it's a family type of show. You know what I mean? Right. It's exactly. No big deal. The holding of the hands, the hugging. You know, it, it shouldn't be no big deal or whatever else. But some people do like to take things to the extreme. So. I guess it just depends on what end of the spectrum you see things. Anonymous, I'm done with this. What you think? Who's anonymous? Oh, I'm a whole superhero out here. You guys, are you guys still getting used to to our new names? We are still. (laughs) Right, we're still getting used to our own new names. So I know you guys probably have to like, why don't y'all just call each other anonymous and story time? But um, we got a whole superhero and a whole planet on deck. So that's what we're doing. Anyways, you guys sound off and let us know what you guys think about the topic. If you guys had a spouse who was not on the affectionate side and you continue to try to be affectionate, putting in all the work and they were just kind of like really standoffish and not reciprocating, how would you feel about that? What would be your next steps? Um, you can write to us at your favorite besties 13 at no, your yes. favorite it is. It, Hey, your favorite best is 13 at gmail.com. Storytime, where else can they find us? If you guys would like to sponsor this podcast or any of the podcasts, you guys can do so by going to Cash App, put in dollar sign, your favorite besties, or you guys can sponsor us here on anchor.fm forward slash psychic stash anonymous. And we're going to have to change that hook, obviously, because she's now Sam I am. So, um, but in the meantime, it's still all good. Please sponsor us here at this one. You need to name change thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, guys, um, what else I was going to say? That's where they can find us. So until next time, because we're outie, we're peace, and oh, other words oh, okay. go where the beat goes. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for rocking with us. Until next time, you guys have been rocking with your, your favorite, favorite besties. besties. Bye. Bye.